0: Welcome to the Kingdom Roots podcast with Scott McKnight. The conversation designed to look at how the kingdom took root then and how it's taking root now. My name is Laura Taro and today on the podcast we are sharing a rebroadcast of a conversation Scott had a few years ago with Tim and John from the Bible Project. The Bible Project is a collection of creative resources that illustrate information about the Bible. In this episode, you'll learn more about how the Bible Project came into existence, and you'll get to hear about Scott McKnight riding a unicycle, so listen for that. They also have an extended conversation about Tove and the goodness of God. I hope you enjoy this episode.
1: I was speaking in Portland. And I had never heard of Tim. And Dan Kimball, my buddy, says, You got to hear this guy teach the Bible. So Tim gets up on the stage and he starts diagramming stuff. And this picture of I I don't, Tim, I don't even remember exactly which one <laughs> it was. And I thought, This is unbelievable. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's put together this whole book of the Bible. And it may have been the story of the Bible, the whole Bible. Uh, And I thought, what in the world? And so I was so impressed with that because it was um, academically responsible, and it was creative, it was artistic, um, and it was combining um, biblical studies along with the larger narrative of the Bible that Mm -hmm. I I find people far more interested in today, rather than Mm -hmm. say, what does... uh, Let's say, what's Mark's uh, theology? I, I find people mm-hmm. want to say, how do we put this all together in the larger narrative? And what's the narrative mm-hmm. about Jesus? So that was the first time I heard Tim. And I was so impressed that I've been following the Bible project. Well, at that time, it wasn't quite the Bible project, I don't think. It was just-
2: yeah, I think we had just one. I think I might have showed one video Yeah. Um, yeah. At, at that. Whatever that conference was,
1: or something, that was the, and, yeah, that was yeah. the first regeneration conference at, uh, at yeah, Lago yes. Day.
0: Correct. So, yep, uh, Tim, right. I
1: would I would really appreciate for our audience, and I, I want to say I think Tim is one of the most creative Bible teachers in well, for I'll say in the world, but I don't know the world. Um, in my experience <laughs> in the United yeah. States, Tim is one of the most creative Bible teachers. And I've used his videos in classes. I've used his diagrams. My students at Northern Seminary resonate with these diagrams or these pictures. I'm not quite sure what you call them. Uh, <laughs> and um, I just I would like to hear a little bit, Tim, about how you got into this, a little bit of your story so that our um, our listeners can learn to appreciate the Bible project.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, thank you for those kind words, Scott. I'm intimidated by myself now. <laughs> um, <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> yeah, no no pressure. Uh, uh, let, let's right see. there I ahead of Tom
1: Wright. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, now I'm really intimidated. <laughs> wow.
2: um, right words. Uh, so yeah, part of the, the Bible project is truly a, uh, a team effort and a combination of a lot of People and it began um, with John Collins and I teaming up, but we also each of us brought our own kind of different stories and experience to, to the project. Um, so for me, I, I started following Jesus uh, in my early 20s because of an outreach ministry to skateboarders in Portland, Oregon. Uh, it's actually a skate park that was built and hosted by a local church. Um, and uh, the skate park is open in the evenings, people come. And then they shut down the park for 20 minutes every night. And somebody gives like a Jesus talk to all (laughs) of these like rabble rabble rousers. (laughs) And uh, anyway, so uh, there you go. But uh, uh, the Jesus uh, really struck me um, in my late teens and early 20s. And um, he did something really profound in my life. And um, so I started following him when I was about 20 years old. And so I, I had never read the Bible in any depth. I think I had heard about Noah <laughs> and, and Abraham. I couldn't have told you any stories attached to them. Uh, and because I grew up in a religious context and our family attended church, but I anyway, I didn't know anything about the Bible. So I started reading the Bible in this community of skateboarding Christians. Um, and there was a Christian college across the street uh, named Multnomah Bible College, now university. And I just had the great fortune of like the first Bible classes I took were by these brilliant professors who introduced me to Jewish history, to um, ancient Israelite awesomeness culture, ancient Near Eastern stuff, and also the literary, kind of the, you know, uh, the whole field of studies associated with scholars like Robert Alter or Shimon bar um, the, just the literary studies of of biblical literature, and it just captured my imagination, and I haven't looked back. Uh, I just went to school for a
1: really long time. <laughs> so you went to Multnomah. then? Do you, you did you do seminary yeah. there, and then a Ph.D.?
2: Yeah, yep, I did. Went to Western Seminary here in Portland, and uh, and I wanted to stay in Portland just because I really loved being a part of this ministry. It was such a really exciting, vibrant ministry context, and. You know, I was like teaching junior hires. I would get these like a sheet of butcher paper, 30 feet long. And me and my friend Peter would start drawing out the whole biblical narrative. And um, so the idea of, of putting the whole story together, of using art to uh, art as an analog to the verbal literary artistry of the biblical text and translating that into visual cues was a Kind of early, part of just how I learned how to study and think about the Bible in that skate, skateboard ministry context in <laughs> Multnomah. So uh, I, I got I got hooked on biblical studies. Then um, in learning Greek and Hebrew, um, discovered the Septuagint and the Dead Sea Scrolls, and then I was off to the races. Man, <laughs> nobody could hold me back. Where, and, where
1: uh, in the pro- where in this whole thing uh, do you meet John and get involved in the Bible project? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, uh, John and I met at that skateboard park. park. Um, yeah. and, uh, and he had, you, you, I say he, but he's sitting right here next to me. Hi, him, so, John. <laughs> hey John. You, you moved down to uh, Portland to go to school at Multnomah too. Tim,
1: yeah. uh, John, is Tim good on the skateboard?
3: <laughs> uh, well, you know, I so I grew up rollerblading, <laughs> and um and so the skateboard ministry had a rollerblade night, okay. and uh, that's what I ran. It's my dirty little secret. Um, and we so we did separate nights. Yeah, we so were... I've never actually skateboarded with him. Yeah, that's true. Wow. So wow. it's yeah. all it's all a, a myth as as far as I'm concerned. I was okay. I was, I was good enough
1: yeah. when I was when I was in fifth grade skateboards started in the United States as far as oh, and uh, a friend of mine made one out of uh, put a roller skate skate oh. on the bottom of a of oak <laughs> oh, and, love then, it. and, love and it. then I rode around but we didn't do anything that you guys are doing it was it was when I was in junior high or high school that they started making fiberglass boards
3: it's like Z-Boys days See,
1: I don't know what that
2: Oh, this is this is before. No, this would have been in the that's California, right?
1: Yeah, this is the this is the let's say the uh, what was the original uh, a computer that was just a kind of oh
2: sure. Yeah, right, right, right. (laughs) I don't know, but I know what you're talking about. (laughs) Like the MIT computer
3: that was the size of a closet? (laughs) Uh,
2: My my dad had one of those skateboards. I grew up with it, his roller skate. It had clay wheels. Yes, uh,
1: yes. That was advanced. Yeah, exactly. That was very advanced. Okay, I think I have have the idea for your next Bible Project video. Scott McKnight (laughs) on his... Retro wow. skateboard. Wow. Yeah, and one, and right, one zooming, day a student, <laughs> a student brought um, a unicycle to class in college, and of course, the student didn't know that I knew how to ride a unicycle. And I said, "Hey," right in the middle of the class, I said, "I, I want to try this. This is really bugging me." And I got on and I rolled. I I, I wheeled across the classroom and. The, the students were furious they were they were laughing like crazy like this is unbelievable that he knows how to do this but i oh, was i was cheating okay all right let's hear uh, about how you developed yeah uh, how this uh you two developed yeah. the bible project
2: yeah well i i went on to graduate school for a lot of years and did did my phd in hebrew bible and early judaism uh And then as I was finishing my dissertation, became a pastor at the church we were attending. And so once again, it was really a a bridge between academic and local church ministry, teaching the Bible to normal people. It's (laughs) just that's the world I love uh, is bridging those worlds. And so I had started to work out, yeah, short little videos created for the people at my church about summarizing whole books of the Bible and their literary design in just a few minutes. Bible in five. It was called the Bible in five. (laughs) And uh, so, but we had, Jessica and I, my wife and I had our first child. And so we were wanting to move back to Portland. And um, all the years that I was going to school for too long, learning Ugaritic and reading the Dead Sea Scrolls, John was actually developing very, like employable skills Mm. (laughs) here in Portland. (laughs) I was adulting. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
3: Yeah, I was, uh, well, after after undergrad i worked in a local church actually the church that the oh. skateboard mystery was out of yeah that's right and was on the pastoral staff there and then i just was like i can't i can't hang i can't do this i was in my early 20s i didn't feel prepared to be a pastor and so i started getting into um i wanted to get into filmmaking making documentaries i wanted to wow. to learn how to communicate things uh through visuals um And that landed me more into this world of what people call now explainer videos, where I would take complicated issues and boil them down to a two or three minute animated explanation. And this was, and so I just cut my teeth making those and then built a whole company around that, started making those for tech companies, learned business and all that. And during this time, Tim and I were still connected. Mm -hmm. We were in different cities, but you'd come back to Portland Mm -hmm. and we'd have Mm -hmm breakfast or Mm -hmm. something and hang out. And I would just drill them with, with questions. And Tim was just a great conversation partner for me in terms of wrestling through issues I had with the Bible. Um, After undergrad with, with Bible um, and trying to, to teach it in a local setting, I just, I always left more confused than, um, Mm. than I came to the Bible every single time (laughs) I opened it. Mm. And but these conversations with tim were always really encouraging and i felt like no topic was off limits we could just dig in and be honest and vulnerable and and i always left really encouraged and excited about the bible and so when tim moved back hmm. i thought let's mm-hmm. let's make explainer videos yeah. about the bible
2: yeah you you kind of pitched an idea to me about uh making some of these videos like what you had already been doing and you already had a studio and some artists and animators, but let's do them about the Bible. Yep. Wow! So I think I came back to you a day or two later with a list ah. of a hundred videos I would, yeah. like, I would like to make. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What you call the cosmic map, the cosmic map of uh, Bible explainer. And, and I was like,
3: others. Oh yeah, you're serious. This yeah. is, yeah. And so we made two of them yeah. as pilots. And then we put those up online. The whole idea was let's see if we can make a hundred videos, but keep them all free mm-hmm. and have fun okay. doing it. Yeah. And um, Yeah. As a side project. Yeah. And it just felt like a side project. Yeah. Yeah. And we were, we weren't ready for just the yeah. enthusiastic response. and generous response. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's right. Yeah. So that's amazing. You guys just had these hundred videos that you had a vision for to hope that would help people. And then, what was the process of it, it taking off? Did it take off right away? Was it a, a slow, gradual progression? I know you guys were consistent in your content mm-hmm. that you put out, but w- what did that look like for you guys as it mm. did take off?
2: Well, we, we started with, yeah, we put two videos up on YouTube, and we had formed a, like, a nonprofit and a crowdfunded kind of mechanism so that people could give to the next video by going to our website. We'd put like an old-fashioned Baptist fundraising thermometer. (laughs) It was kind of a futuristic looking thermometer, but a thermometer nonetheless. And uh, so you could like, you know, watch a video. John and I would wave at the end of the video and be like, hey guys, hey, we want to make another one. Help us do it. And so we kept uh, raising money for the next video within a short amount of time after releasing the video.
3: Yeah, within a few weeks, we'd have the money for the next one. And then it just, and then we... But it would take us like three months to make a video. To make a video, yeah. So we were putting them out about every three months. Yep. Um, yeah. And when I say we wouldn't raise the full amount of the video, we actually had some friends yep. come and yeah. um, invest into the project as kind of like a kitty to like... Yeah, like
2: a seed a seed fund. Like of, a seed fund, yep. yeah. So mm-hmm. we
3: didn't have to, for the first few videos, we didn't have to raise the entire price tag. So we kind of built momentum that way by, Mm -hmm. you know, people seeing a thermometer fill up and then be like, oh, we can do this. Yeah. But just, you know, uh,
2: the great thing, YouTube uh, has already invested a lot to build this platform that's very shareable and that Mm -hmm. everybody lives on Mm -hmm. already. And so that was a big part, I think, of what made it spread quickly was uh, they were shareable, they were short. And they existed in a place where people were already spending a lot of time. And
1: uh, well, what, so, so, yeah, yeah that, that was in
2: May of 2014 it was when we put those two videos up. And we've slowly, uh, this has been my full-time thing now for two and a half years mm-hmm. wow. for John, about three years. So it was kind of a two-year, two-to-three-year transition where it became a bigger and bigger side project. Yeah. To, we had to make a decision like, I think this is our the thing we're supposed to do yeah. so that's been a really fun journey
1: well you know um this kind of combines two things because i've always tim i've been privileged uh with, with you and john to walk through your what do you call it, a studio what do you call that yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it, it's an animation studio. Yeah, anime, <laughs> studio and i'm walking through and seeing all this it's it's pretty complex but tell me uh, how tell us I think our uh listeners would love to know and I'm and I want them to uh get on YouTube and watch these Bible projects and use them in their churches and in their classrooms but I'm I'm wondering how you uh walk us through how you started and developed mm-hmm. one on the gospel what what are the phases uh-huh. of development
2: mhm yeah uh yeah so you're referring to a, a recent video we yeah. put out yeah. in uh real time what was that October September 2019 i forget Mm -hmm. i forget there's so so many videos uh well so that cosmic map of topics and videos that i presented to john at the beginning what um you know about 70 of them were just on all the books of the bible and doing some books and two videos like isaiah or genesis um but our, our main goal and our kind of our mission is to help people experience the bible as a unified story that leads to jesus and so we want to walk people through the design and message of every book of the Bible. So that's a big part of our library. We have a whole series on how to read the Bible. And then we do a series on biblical themes that take one main word or idea and show how it weaves the whole story of the Bible together, leading to Jesus. Um, but every one of those videos begins uh, either with me recalling whatever notes I've built up on this or that topic after, I don't know, It's been like 20 plus years of being a biblical studies addict. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I just live in biblical studies. I don't, Scott, you know, it's just, it's just the world that I live and read and think in. And now it's, I love it.
3: Yeah. So you compile um, all your notes together. Together. I'll usually read a new stack
2: of books. So for like the gospel video, um, Scott, your King Jesus gospel. I think I read this maybe 10 years ago. I wrote right when it came out. Um, and then I've just kind of been collecting books on word or theme studies of the, the Greek word euangelion root and the the Hebrew beser um, word roots. So I, I just get a huge stack of books and that's what I do. And then I compile everything I'm learning into notes. And then John and I come sit in the room we're sitting in right now and we work through that material like I'm teaching a class, but just for one student. Mm. Okay. And and then John asks so many great questions that make me realize I'm not being clear. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well or the... you, you usually are being very clear, but I also am I, I'm slow <laughs> on the draw and I'm insatiably curious. So yeah, yeah. we have to work it out in real time. And then yeah. um and then that conversation really teases up nicely than to write the script that's right because the script is supposed to be for someone like me mm-hmm. <laughs> who mm-hmm. um is is pretty new doesn't have all this history with these ideas hasn't spent all these decades in biblical mm-hmm. studies mm-hmm. and so as we've worked it out now we know okay here's the beats of the script here's how we could work this through to, yeah. for someone else yeah
1: how many how many words the- in a typical script
3: oh i <laughs> oh, we don't do word counts. We just kind of know by mm-hmm. how many pages. Yeah, of, but a, of Google Doc, <laughs> I would guess. Yeah, oh, I have no idea.
2: That's a great five, question. Five you know, that five.
3: That, uh, no, no, two, two,
2: two and a and half. half three, okay. three is a long script okay. of Google Doc for okay. us. Yeah, in uh, time length, anywhere from four to five and a half minutes is our average video length. Um, and then we have, when we go through like a whole book of the Bible in one video, those tend to be anywhere from five to eight minutes in length. Um, so you get- so yeah, John and I talk for a long time and then one of us will walk away from that and distill it all into a first draft of a script. Okay. Um, and then once a first draft exists, then um, we sit in a room together and just hammer on it and wordsmith it from anywhere from draft two to draft 10. And um, you know this process, Scott. (laughs) Uh, And once we feel like, yeah, this is it, we did it. Um, Then we uh, engage our design team and we sit down and we read the script aloud to them. And they all have uh, big notebooks and they're just drawing and doodling. And we just have this really fun, you know, like uh, just there's no open, open fields, open horizon. And we just dream about what the video could be visually. And it's a really fun part of the process.
1: Okay. But that's just (laughs)
3: the beginning
1: of what happens.
3: Oh yes. That's just the, totally. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. 725 words was the gospel script.
1: Oh, all right. 725. Okay. But then uh, let's say uh, on average, you mm-hmm. you have your script of 725 words for gospel. Mm-hmm. How long before that actually uh, on average is it produced mm-hmm. and shows up on YouTube?
3: Yeah. That takes about 3 months. Yep. And historically we release them like the day we finish it. <laughs> because we're that's just how so, we
2: did, that's how we did it at first. We were just yeah. so
3: antsy to get it out because because we wanted to keep the momentum going. Yeah. So we just would never sit on a video. Now we get ahead of the game so we can actually sit on a video. Mm-hmm. Um, and so from what it actually releases, it could be more than three months. But it takes about three months to make a video on average. Yep. Yeah, Yep. Wow. And so we, we want to put out a video every three weeks right now. And so that means you know we've got to be working on five or six or seven at a time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And how many yeah. people are – I mean you've got uh, – I remember seeing this one room or this area and you're, there were about maybe 10 computers in the room. Uh, graphic artists or whatever you call them at the computer, (laughs) Uh level. how how many people are working on the video once you give them the manuscript?
3: Mm. It really depends on the video because some of our art styles are um, really simple Mm -hmm. and, you know, one or two designers can knock it out. Mm-hmm. Some of our art styles are very sophisticated, mm-hmm. and it requires most of our team to work on it. Wow! Um, so it really depends. But we have about 15 people on our design team. Yeah, between illustrators, animators, everyone's kind of got their own kind of niche. Niche. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but but at the same time, we really are trying to um, keep things mm-hmm. fresh and allow people to try new things, and so even things mm-hmm. outside of their own discipline. So mm-hmm. it's been the same team since the beginning yeah uh it's i mean the team grew over the first few years but we haven't added anyone to the design team for yeah maybe two years yeah
2: yeah and um we've sometimes we'll create a series like the how to read the bible series um and so there's visually coherent it'll be 20 videos by Mm -hmm. the time it's all done okay but what uh, everett the the art director and lead on that what he helped us dream up was different visual styles for the different literary genres in the bible so narrative has a style poetry has a different style prose discourse has a style and so it looks different visually even within one series but it's coherent okay um other videos we do will just like no just we dream up something yeah no limitations dream up a whole new world visually Okay. Um, those are often our theme videos. So for the artists, we hope that for them, it feels like they're just in art school, continually learning uh, new skills and dreaming up new ideas.
1: And um, how many uh, right now on your I, I want our listeners to hear this. How many uh, uh, watches, what do you call them? Uh, On
3: views, views,
1: YouTube views. Yeah, you normally get for um, um, one of your videos.
3: Uh, normal for a video. Let's see. Nowadays, when we release a video, I think it gets around a hundred thousand views in the first week, and then they all just have a slow burn where they just keep accumulating views. So our most viewed videos are like three million views, and then you know. And then our least viewed videos are, you know, a hundred thousand because they just came out. Um, and so they're all, so our library doesn't really have any like viral hits in the sense of like Mm, this one video overnight ones hit like 10 million views, but over our whole library, we've got a hundred million views. Um, so a hundred million people have watched through one of our, our videos and every video Hmm. is, is, is telling the gospel in in a fresh way. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and, YouTube's great. It, it gives us a lot of great analytics. And um, so we know not only how many views we have, but how many minutes people watched and the average duration percentage mm-hmm. of a video demographic and oh, wow. the demographics where people live. Mm-hmm. So we, we know all that stuff. And like our, our completion rate on videos, I, how, how long people actually watch it before they drop off is really high for industry standards. And, um, and so that's also really encouraging.
1: Okay. I've got a suggestion. I, I've watched your gospel one, which I thought was just awesome. And, uh, <laughs> I uh, talked about. That's great. I, it. You
2: should probably you probably recognize your fingerprints. <laughs> I,
1: I talked about. I know because I talked about it. It went to another million because of my. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. uh, I have. I
1: have a suggestion for a video theme. Mm. You maybe mm-hmm. have done this, and it's the Hebrew word Tov. Hmm. Mm. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh yeah. You know the gospel is Elwangelion, and you the epsilon, mm. epsilon yep. is good yeah. a good message. It's yeah. tove it's the message of tove it's the tove message. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. I've been working on tove lately mm. uh have a mm. book coming out next year with my daughter mm. on mm. forming a culture of tove. Wow. But oh, um wow. Huh. I wonder have you done anything with tove? I mean is there mm. potential there for you? Uh,
2: yeah, I, uh, I think um, doing something on uh, good and bad, you know, um, Tove and Ra, yeah, uh, is in our word study lineup. Because I agree, the way uh, it's often translated, good and evil, yeah. But when Tove is set against the English word evil, it introduces a bunch of nuances that are not that are common in our language, but not common to kind of the biblical thing yeah. probably know. yeah tov good and bad have a range of meaning that's different that i think would be cool to explore
3: well you just did we we're also filming classes here uh tim ah. will teach through ah. um things and we'll bring in students we'll film it and that's gonna be something that goes on um oh. on a new website mm-hmm. actually i'll mm-hmm. plug it right now mm-hmm. classroom those, Bible.
1: Seminaries <laughs> now they're gonna start disappearing because we can now watch tim Mackey and
3: John oh. Collins, and- <laughs> I won't be in them, uh, <laughs> but it, it's an alternative uh, seminary level. But you're not going to get a degree, and um, it's not going to be the same experience as going to seminary for sure. Definitely not. Well, um, the thing
1: I, I I noticed Tim about uh, Tove, this word yeah, works like 700 times.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well, what I was
3: gonna say, Scott, was so Tim taught through um, an intro to Hebrew Bible, mm. and you walked through Genesis mm. one through five, just tracing the word. Oh, actually, you went further than that. Yeah. But just yeah. tracing the word Tov. Yeah. And huge. And, and huge how it just theme. brought everything together. Yeah, that's right. It was okay. really cool.
1: No,
2: I, give me give me your like l- okay,
1: little summary, Scott. You. I want to hear it. He, uh, when I talk uh, in Christian circles, Christians don't like to say they are good. Because the, wow. it seem like the only Bible verse they know about good is, there is none mm. good, no, not one.
3: <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, Why do you um, call me a good teacher?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that's the other one. That's a complex one. But the, the, yeah. the word tov is is hugely significant yeah. in the Hebrew Bible. Um, yeah. it's, uh, it's significant in the New Testament. A fruit mm. of the Spirit is tov. Uh, mm. The way of life for Solomon's prayer is that God would teach them to walk Mm -hmm. in the way of Tov. So Tov is like a summary word for Mm. biblical ethics. Mm. And, and yet it is, um, it is connected to Genesis one on Mm -hmm. the design of God for all that he's done. It's the design of God for the people of God. Um, It's, it's, God's grace that makes people tove. It's the spirit that turns people into toveness. And Mm -hmm. um, you can't get away from this word, but it is. uh, Mm -hmm. When I talked Mm -hmm. one day on my blog, I was Mm -hmm. talking about Willow Creek and that we Mm -hmm. need a culture of goodness. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I got a resonance from people and the number Mm -hmm. of people who wrote me and said, Mm -hmm. why don't we ever talk about goodness? Uh, it sent me on a quest yeah. and I started yeah. working on Tove wow. and a culture of Tove in the Bible. Wow. So, wow. Um, so I'm good. I'm going to encourage good, you. Uh, <sighs> and then when you do this brilliant 10 million views video on Tove, <laughs> can- our breakaway
3: hit. <laughs> and then we'll credit you, Scott. <laughs> right. Deal.
1: We'll say, uh, we're at the point projects- with Rick Astley. And uh, whatever it's called, Rick rolling, we'll Tove roll. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, we're at the point now where when we when when we get a new idea mm. like this, mm. um, we could put it in the yeah, schedule, right, but then yeah. it's like three years away. <laughs> like yeah. we, um, so I think w- Tove and Raw mm. that might be a season eight thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah, I've got. Uh, the list, the series that really have an ongoing afterlife still, one of them is, yeah, doing these word studies because they're not just video dictionary entries. Yeah. They really actually become ways of telling the whole story of the Bible yeah. through the lens of, of one one word and uh, we, when you pick the right words. Well, the whole, yeah. the
1: whole Bible story, I think, could be captured in the word Tove too. Well, yeah. you guys yeah. have been really good to be on our uh on the kingdom roots podcast. And we've, I think we've gone over our time limit and I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> if we have, but, oh, um, all right. um, uh, Tim or John, any final words you would like to have our, our listeners here? And, you know, I don't mind you promoting the Bible project, but I think we have for, for this session, uh, any, any final words you would have?
2: Oh man. Uh, all this this pressure we begin with pressure (laughs) uh no no just uh if if you want to look up what we're doing and uh just enjoy the videos or participate in the project um you can just google the bible project that's the easiest way and you'll get our website or the youtube channel and uh no I, i think other than that is i i continue to be amazed the longer that i sit with the scriptures the more depth and exciting discoveries I make mm-hmm. at a pace that it's getting exponential. Um, <laughs> and it, I simply am blown away every day at the capacity of these texts to say new things to me. Uh, and so right. uh, I just, there's something that happens when you just sit with the scriptures patiently, reading them as a story that leads to Jesus, That they just start to unlock in exciting ways. and uh, But it takes patience and a lot of time you guys know.
1: Very good. Very good. Yeah. Well, yeah. John and Tim, thanks so much for joining Kingdom Roots Podcast.
0: We hope you've enjoyed learning more about the history of the Bible Project. We really love their resources, and we hope that you'll check them out online at thebibleproject.com. The We look forward to being with you next time as we continue our conversation on how the kingdom took root then and how it's taking root now.